You learn by stumbling and growing, not being so worried about making one mistake that you never try to even get started. Mm. So I want people, please, please try things, do things, serve with grace and the world becomes a beautiful flower that's opening instead of one that's getting pulled under mm. by dried roots. Welcome back to One Thing in Common podcast. Today, I am so excited to have someone who is no stranger on the podcast. In fact, it is his third time being on. And the reason why is because so many of y'all have asked me to have this person back on because of the wisdom and gold he shares. Someone who's dear to my heart, my dad, David Hink. Hi, y'all. How you doing? It's a blessing to be here with y'all. And hopefully uh, we can uh, share some ideas, some thoughts and impact some lives. I'm blessed to be here with y'all. Yes, so happy to have you on again, Father. Thank you so much, Megs. And um, something that we've been talking a lot about in, on, in the morning, breakfast time, we talk a lot about just finding joy in your day-to-day. You know, finding joy in the little things. Even when life throws you obstacles, right? Yeah. You are someone that if people know you, they know your heart for God and they know your heart for people. And ever since growing up, you've always had that inside of you. And I've seen you model that even through life's trials, you know, the unseen battles that people don't see that our family know about. You've carried a heart of gratitude, a heart of joy. And a lot of people know you because of that. So could you just share a little bit with the listeners, how do you find joy in the midst of life's trials? Well, one of the things I've learned is when I make my life about others, something bigger than myself, putting the Lord and Jesus first. But then also I feel that I was put here on this planet to make a a positive difference not in myself, not in my material things, but make a difference in people. And what I really cherish is to make a difference in people that I may never meet or see again. I love to try to be unconditional and to be able to bond and relate to people in such a way that they know that the kindness, the love and the care isn't because I have a self-serving agenda, Mm. but it's because I just care about them having a beautiful and a blessed day. Yeah. I love how you said like putting others before yourself and I feel like there are times where even I could maybe get stuck in a victim mentality and realizing the only reason why I'm stuck in that is because I'm putting myself before other people and thinking that they owe me something. Whereas in reality, it's it's not even that I owe them something, but it's more of like, why am I in this funk right now? You know, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like they owe me something? And I feel like sometimes you got to counteract that with the opposite. So if I feel somebody owes me something, maybe I should serve them, right? If I feel like they're obligated, well, why do I feel like, you know, like they're obligated to do something, right? Like we're, and I feel like that, that could be pride getting in the way. And um, I've noticed, and these are conversations that we've had where 
some tough conversations and you're like, Megs, well, why don't you just go out and serve? Why don't you just go out and love people? Why don't you actually go and love that person? Yes. A lot of times if you take a opportunity, and when I use the word opportunity, some people might say a conflict or a resolution that needs to be stowed and corrected in some way. But when you look at life as an opportunity and you take yourself and say, I'm going to make a positive difference. So you're not waiting on somebody else. You're not waiting on others. But what you're going to do, you're going to give grace. You're going to give love first. Mm -hmm. And you start building trust with people because they know that you don't have the agenda. When someone says something, there's a purpose. There's a reason. Is it grace? Is it love? Mm -hmm. Or is it because they want something from you? Do they want to control something from you? Is there an outcome? So once people feel and understand, that's what I love about serving people that I don't know, is there is no agenda. And they know that. It's not that I've got a business and I'm trying to get their business. It's not because I want them to do something. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me. No. When you help somebody and it's unconditional, it's so beautiful. It's one of the things that we love when we go to Columbia uh, with Vertical Church it's we just get to love on people. And when they see that we're there just to brighten their day, maybe help them um, improve something in their home or their yard, give them a little bit of grace. It, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. So every day I like to say to myself, I need to make a positive difference in at least one person's day. It, totally changes my perspective in the morning. Mm. It makes me want to get up. I want to mm. take the shower. I want to do a few push-ups before I head out the door. And I want to meet the people. Yeah. Not just my friends, not coworkers. I want to meet people that I don't know. And I want to touch them in a way that they don't expect. Because the beauty happens when you do things that people don't expect. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I, I find a lot of fulfillment in that. Yeah. I could see, like, even, I mean, ever since I was a kid, we'd be, like, in the elevator and you just start talking to people um, at the grocery store and, and seeing those little interactions and how it literally makes their day. Like, that person will have a frown and then you just say something to light up their day and instantly, like, they just have the biggest smile on their face. And I love how you made an emphasis on like, you're not looking to gain anything from that person, but just to maybe bless them with an encouraging word or bless them with your smile. Or one thing you always say is, you know, um, what is the thing that you say about like, just make sure you do one thing? Well, the biggest, the biggest and hardest step is the first step. So you always want to take that first step. But once you take that first step, it becomes easier, easier and easier. And as far as serving and making a difference in people's lives, after 21 days, it starts becoming a habit. Mm. So now you have people throughout the community, if they emulate what mm. you do, being taken a kind gesture. It starts with one person and it builds and it builds and it builds. It's like passing it forward. Yeah. Doing something kind. People see, it feels good, it touches their heart. I can do it too. And then we're giving grace back to God. Mm -hmm. 
we're giving grace back to the people and we're doing it with no self-serving agenda. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful. Um, one thing that I wanted to say was, you know, going back to the victim mentality. I mean, this is something that you've, I feel like you've drilled into me from like a young age of Meg, there's two kinds of people, people with a victor mentality, that growth mindset and people with a victim mentality. And you never want to be the person with the victim mentality, no matter what life throws at you, because if life is hard and things are struggling, you're being vulnerable to somebody, that's definitely not being a victim. Like you are being honest and open about what you're going through. But then there are some things that you could just complain about and share to people about that doesn't add any value. That kind of weakens you a little bit as you share like things that, okay. It does. You know, could you share the importance of, of, I feel like nowadays, especially with, with this, um, our society and, yes. and there's a lot of people out there that are just complaining about a lot of things when if they just had a different mindset, not even different circumstances, a different mindset that that could instantly change and not because of their circumstances or the things around them have changed, but because of their mindset. Can you talk about the importance of that? Absolutely. One of the things that I hold so dear is we can't control the cards that were dealt. We can't control the circumstances of what happens throughout the day. We can discern our decision-making, but certain things are going to happen. Yeah. What we can control is our mindset. Is our mindset, I'm going to learn from this adversity. I'm going to become a better person. I'm going to become a stronger and a wiser person. Mm. And through this adversity, I will be able to teach and mentor people down the road on the trials and tribulations that I went through. It was a blessing mm. that I went through this, not a curse. Mm. Now you could have the other mindset. Why is it only happening to me? It doesn't happen to Johnny. Why does he get the raise? I don't get the raise. Mm. Why is it raining in his yard and his grass is green and mine's yellow and wiltered? Why, why, why? Yeah. Instead of asking why so much, why don't you say in your own mindset, and this is what I try to share, is what can I do? Mm with the cards I have. So good. What can I do to create a positive difference in the world? What can I do to create a positive difference within my community, my church? What can I do to make a positive difference? So either I can be part of the solution and build people up, or I can be part of the problem and complain and point fingers. Mm -hmm. What would you want to be around? A group of people calling out one another, blaming one another. Mm. You wouldn't want to be on that football team, that soccer team. Yeah. You wouldn't be part of that church, that parish. You wouldn't want to be a part of that family. Yeah. Backstabbing, finger pointing. Mm. How about one that says, hey, as long as your heart's in the right place, mm. you're welcome. Yeah. If you don't understand, it's on me because I didn't train coach, train, develop you to understand what you're going through. Mm. And when we stumble, if your heart's in the right place, that's okay. That's how you learn. Yeah. You learn by stumbling and growing, mm -hmm. not being so worried about making one mistake that you never try to even get started. Mm. 
So I want people, please, please, try things. Do things. Serve with grace. And the world becomes a beautiful flower that's opening. Instead of one that's getting pulled under Mm. by dried roots. Yeah. And... um, to me, it's, it's been a blessing when I changed my mindset to say, what can I do for others? Not, what can others do for me? Mm. That's so powerful. That's so powerful because I can see like my life, a dramatic change happened for, for those listening. Um, I quick little story in my background. I grew up Catholic my whole life. And then at 18 years old, I decided to go to a business conference. And that's really where um, God just spoke to me in a way that I had never felt in my life. And I decided to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And let me tell y'all, ever since that day, my life has never been the same. And I say that in the best way possible. Not the easiest, but the best way possible. And the reason why I share that is because ever since I made that decision in my heart six years ago, my mindset shifted from how can people serve me to then how can I serve others? I had a greater understanding that I was not put on this earth to be served, but rather to serve. And ever since having that, really that revelation in my life, it's brought so much more fulfillment in my life. You know, I wake up, Like you said, Dad, how can I be a blessing to someone today? You know, how can I, how can God use me to meet someone where they're at? You know, how can I serve someone? And, and, you know, I've had conversations with people that are millionaires. I've had conversations with people who are business owners of very successful businesses. I, and especially you two have been in rooms with very, in the eyes of society, very, you know, just well-known, um, up their people, but some of them are the most sad, unfulfilled, feel like they don't have a purpose. And then others look at them from the outside saying, well, they have all this money and then they have all these followers and they have these people that look up to them. They're famous, but it's like, but you don't understand. We're not bodies living in a soul. We are souls living in a body. Yeah. And until people understand that, your really purpose here is to serve people. I feel like people will never feel that feel that fulfillment, like you said. You know, one of the things I was interested in about what you were saying is I've known and, and probably all of y'all have people that look to have it all together, that have um, you know, the material things, the the, the nice home, the car, etc. And they don't have that friend that is unconditional. Like Mm -hmm. if their wealth, their fame goes, do they have? And I think the ones that are very successful, and there are a lot of them, that are well-grounded and have some friends that love them, whether they're the janitor or they're the CEO, it doesn't matter. They love, they respect that young man, that woman. Mm. But you have others 
that are so driven by material things that a lot of their friends, show me your five best friends and I'll show you your future. Well, a lot of them are surrounding themselves with a lot of sharks. You know, they're great in business, they're great in, in tax law, et cetera. But are they well-rounded? Do they have some friends that are maybe from a life group or friends that just, I could care less. I don't even, when you talk, I don't even want to know about your business. I want to know about you. I want to know about your childhood. What was your favorite beach to go to, you know, in middle school? What was your favorite flavor ice cream when you're in fifth grade? You know, those are the friends that people are yearning for. Yeah. Ones that are driven by the connection and the love for wanting to know about the person. Mm-hmm. Totally eliminating the material things of the person. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, too, I think it's very important, even very successful people. A lot of times it could be a spouse that's well-rounded. It's so important. But also have some friends that maybe you've kept them since you're you a child. And they've kept you humble. Mm-hmm. You need those. Yeah. You need those. Um, I'm going to get off subject just for a moment. But I've known people that were extremely successful and they lost loved ones to to suicide mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of that this year a lot of people going through that and I think it's so important that everybody has someone that they can talk to mm-hmm. and for you all that might be that person please be good readers of your friends be good readers. I'm talking about their eyes, their voice, because more often than not, they're not going to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Read their body language. Mm-hmm. Or if something changes, be there for them. Mm-hmm. I had a very dear friend 20 years ago. Uh, we were at the same level in, in, in Publix as managers. And he went through an extremely difficult time. And his mom told me that my able to read, read him and be there for him and go to the hospital might have saved his life. Mm -hmm. So please, please, all of y'all, There's a lot of it out there. Please be there for your friend. Be aware of. But also, one of the things that Meg and I were talking a little bit about was when we bring grace to strangers, you don't know what that stranger is going through. Mm -hmm. So you might open the door at the gas station, hold it, or at the gym, And they might just be gracious, but sometimes just showing a little bit of love can be enough to keep them on the right frame of mind. So give grace because you know what to do? When you give grace, it's infectious. And it's a blessing when you do it. God's blessing you because he's using you 
to touch the hearts of others. So I think it's, you know, when I, I pray in the morning, I never pray for, can I have this or can I have that? But when I pray is, God, maintain my tenacity to make a positive difference in someone's life today. God, give me the, the, the mental strength to use the tools that you gave me to be able to serve. Not for gaining an advantage in a sport or a business deal or a game, but to truly touch and help somebody deep down, deep in the dirt. It's, it's, for those that haven't tried it or done it, it's, it's one of the most rewarding things in your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 a blessing, and I'm so glad that uh, I had the opportunity to to make a difference. Because when you make a difference, it makes a difference in your heart, yeah, and your soul, and your spirit. A hundred percent, everything. Yes to what you said, and I love how you emphasized, you know, the five people around you, and that's who you will become in five years. And it's so true. And I feel like also. If you want to say like one of the, the tr- like a trait of finding joy or like a secret to finding joy, although it's really no secret, is is I feel like having the right friend group will fill in that that gives you joy. I mean, I can look at times where um, like this season, I've just you know has it been easy? No, and you know that, and and the family and the friends, like yeah. they, my close circle knows that it has not been an easy season. But I can say it's been probably one of the most joy-filled seasons. Yes. Because joy isn't I'm happy when life's good and I'm sad. Well, like no, that that's happiness and that's sadness. And those are, you know, emotions that just come and go. But joy is I'm gonna choose joy and I'm gonna choose to be grateful no matter what. And I feel like a huge reason why I've been able to to have the right perspective mindset is having the people in my life that I have. You know, there's times where, you know, I'll get off work and I have a meeting after work and I'm just like, I don't think I have the emotional or mental energy to give these students what they deserve. I just, I don't think I, I can do it. And I'll be open with my leaders and I'll be open. I'll tell them I had a bad day and, and I don't bring it to the student, but I'll tell my leader. My leader's like, you know what? Talk to me. Let's talk about it. And I talk about it and I talk about it. And I'm like, okay, wow. I just feel better talking about it. Like, I just feel so much better just sharing to someone what was just stored up in here. Yeah. And then after that, I got that off my chest. I'm able to be with the students and then I I can be my best self. I can bring that joy and then just having conversations with them. And, and then little do they know, they fill my cup up when we have conversations and they share things with me that I'm just like, wow, like, thank God I showed up. You know, thank God I have the community that I do because honestly, like, we weren't meant to do life alone, right? We were not meant to do life alone. And if you're listening and, and you're thinking to yourself, well, that's great, me, and you have a group of friends, and that's awesome, you have a community, that's great, but I don't. You know, I have no friends. I don't have a community. Um, the friends I have, to be honest, they're probably not my best in my best interest. You know, yeah. they're great people, but they're not great for my future and, and who I want to become. Well, if, if that's you right now and, and you you feel that hard, I I want to encourage you to pray to God 
for for close friends. You know, I, w- I really want to encourage you to pray and ask God, God, I want good friends. I want friends that will encourage me, that will push me towards you, God, to um, that will bring out the best version of myself, that will keep me going when I want to give up, that will, you know, tell me, or not even tell me, but just be there when I need someone to be there. You know, there's times where I've had very, very lonely seasons, um, but I remember praying, God, I just, I pray for real genuine friends that will build me up, that will push me closer to you, God, and, and, and push me towards who you've called me to be. And, and let me tell you, I've seen the, I've seen the fruit of that. I, 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 I have that now, but it took a season of being lonely. It took a season of, I had to step away from some friends and it just being a season of God, this is, I love you, God. And I, I hope this isn't a forever thing where I have no friends, but I really pray for some friends right now. And let me tell you, God bless me above, beyond, greatly, more than I can imagine with the people I have in my life. But let me tell you a huge component to the joy that I'm able to carry on and push forward and not stay stuck in a rut, to not stay in my funk, is, is having those people that will call me out in love, that will be there for me, that will just love on me. And, and like you said, Dad, the friendship, the group, the community, that's so important. So whether you have a group of people, that's great. And if you don't, hey, don't lose hope. You know, there are plenty of friends around and sometimes it takes a little longer to find people. But hey, I bet that the per like as you're praying, I bet that person's also praying for a friendship group too, you know, and, and I want to emphasize that because I've been talking to too many people that are struggling in that area where where they're like, Megs, I'm just my group. I don't know. I just and whether those are older friends from from high school or college. And, and I say, you know what? Start praying to God. He does not know. He does not only have what's best for you, but he knows what's best for you. Yes. You know, and and I feel like us, you know, getting more involved with with church and everything, we've been able to really find that community. And you and mom too, like going to the groups that y'all go to, just having those people you can lean on to, you know, and push you forward in those times of, like, I just want to give up. Well, you know, one of the things that's so beautiful about the the groups, the life groups, um, is iron sharpens iron. So if I'm going through something, or let's say a family member is going through something, and one of my brothers and one of my life groups is going through the same thing. Yeah. And we hear more and more that, as Passive Verge says, you're not the only one in this room mm. or in our community that are going through these trials and tribulations. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that will have empathy, yeah. that will be good listeners, understanders, and the people that love you enough to give you a little tough love every now and then and hold you accountable yeah. when you go offline. Some friends, hey, as long as you're a lot of fun and things are good, they're, and then sometimes you can get in over your head. Mm-hmm. You need those friends that are like, hey, we're having a good time, Let's taper it down a little bit. Yeah. Let's focus a little bit more on the big picture mm-hmm. and not what's fun at the moment. Yeah. And that is so, so important. Uh, I love the community that we've grown with, with, with our own church. And there's a beautiful connection and trust amongst people. Yeah. 
because there are no agendas. Mm -hmm. It's about people, it's about relationships, mm -hmm. and those relationships go from God to us throughout the community and our yeah. friends. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important when we look at things in that optimistic, you know, is the glass half full or half mm -hmm. empty? So are you a victim of life? Mm. If you are and you have that um, mindset, it's going to be very draining actually on those around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And eventually you're either going to pull them down or they're going to push you away. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't go through tough times, but don't have that victim mentality. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to your friends and say, look, I'm going through some really tough times. I need to talk about this. I need some support. But you're saying, I want to improve. I want to learn. I want the opportunity. I want a solution. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Are we looking toward a solution? Or are we looking for an excuse mm -hmm. in life? Yeah. So surround yourself with your key component people that are solution makers. They're opportunists to make a difference in opportunities that happen. Yeah. And what I mean by that is not opportunities of materialistic things, opportunities to help. Yeah. You know, I want my friends to say, hey Dave, I was late because I saw a car on the side of the road. I pulled over to make sure they were safe until, you know, someone could come to take mm -hmm. care of the flat tire or we change it ourselves. I don't want the friend to come, oh, I'm here early. Meanwhile, they pass by someone in need. Yeah. So I would, uh, making it about others, it's just, it's such a beautiful blessing. So speaking of, you know, being there for others and right. putting others before yourself, being unconditional, I know there's um, a story that you could share with the listeners of a time when you were on your way to your friend's birthday, but you saw an accident happen on the road. Can you share that? Yeah. I was actually, we're, I was leaving the house and I was going to meet up with uh, people that you introduced to the church, Henry and Peely, and we're going to meet at Sawgrass at a restaurant. And... I was getting ready to go on to I-75 and there was a SUV rolled over right in front of me. And I immediately pulled over and there was, no one was there yet because it had just happened. Um, I remember I blocked the traffic down. Uh, then I went to, to someone Another driver pulled over. We made sure that we got her out of the vehicle, made sure she was bleeding, but she had no brakes. Her breathing was good and everything. Um, and then when fire rescue came, Florida Highway Patrol came, I had noticed and, and she was taken away uh, in the fire rescue vehicle that her papers, she was a student in college, her papers were scattered all over I-75, the, the medium strip along with her clothes because it rolled multiple times. So everybody was pretty much like leaving. And I was like, I called Henry and Peely and I said, look, there was an accident. I'm going to get our personal belongings or clothes or schoolwork together. 
I'm going to wait until her parents come. They live in Homestead. So I got everything, folded it, and it turns out uh, the final uh, highway patrol officer said, I've got another call. Could you stay here and give the personal belongings to the parents? They said they'd be here in about 15 minutes. I said, sure. So he, he went on. So I was the last one on scene, first and last off. Mm. I find out that dad is an officer and the mom serves in the court system. Wow. And she was... Uh, in her mid-twenties, and that was her schoolwork and everything. But it's just, Henry and Peely were so happy that I stopped. Mm. Like, they could care less. I was an hour and a half late. That's what I want my friends to do, mm. you know? Be there for others. Be there for others. Pass it forward and be the difference in someone's lives and you know what? People see it, giving grace in the parking lot. Someone cuts you off. As I said before, you don't know what they're going through. Yeah. You might get cut off. You don't know if they just found out the wife has got cancer and they're going to the hospital. Yeah. So it's so important. And when you give grace and someone cuts you off and you don't do that road rage mentality of how could you do that to me? And they see you and you're at peace. They're like, wow. Yeah. It makes a difference. It really does. And it saves lives. I remember you um, had told me that story when you got home. And I was like, you did what? And and just sharing everything. I was like, wow, how many times maybe we have passed by, you know, driving and seeing an accident. And we spoke about this earlier, how some people can have think, oh, wow, this is going to make me late to wherever I'm going, right? Like two different yeah. perspectives. Wow, this is going to make me late versus how is that person in the car doing? Are they okay? Is there any way I can help? You know, in times where you drive by and there's like ambulance and cops and everything, they've got it under control. They're good. But in your scenario, you're driving, you see this car literally flipped completely on the highway. You saw nobody there. The girl was still stuck in her car. And you're like, you know what? Forget where I was going. I'm going to be here for this person because they clearly need help and I'm going to be that person to help them. You know, putting everything aside, putting them first. And um, I think that's just such a lesson where, you know, maybe you may not see that on your everyday to day, but what if, you know, in little things at grocery stores, right? At the gas station, you see somebody struggling, you know, mm -hmm. be a helping hand. You never know what that person may be thinking. You never know, maybe people push them around all day and you just doing a kind gesture or you, you know, you heard um, a comment that someone made behind them and you say, hey, like that's, why, why would you make fun of that person? Yes. Like, who are you to say that? You know, and just sticking up for the underdog. You know, it's something that you've instilled in us is sticking up for the underdogs. And, and I've seen you live that out throughout your life and you've passed it on to, to our family is sticking up for the people who don't have a voice. You know, and sometimes guys, if, if you see someone that's getting bullied a little bit and you don't have to have a physical confrontation with the yeah. people, mm -hmm. but you can literally, and what I'll do sometimes if I see something that someone's hedging in the wrong direction with someone, I just walk up. Not in their face, but walk up and give them. There's a look that I give them. <laughs> and they shut up. They think and they walk away. Yeah. Because 
what I'm showing them is this is not acceptable behavior. I'm not touching. There's no rage. I'm not saying anything to them. It's the look. The look is not on my watch. Mm -hmm. You need to cease. You need to leave. So you can be strong like leather. When it comes to certain times, you see something that's not right. Be strong, believe, be flexible, but be smart and be wise. You yeah. don't want to escalate things. Yeah. Because here again, you want to give grace. Mm -hmm. Speaking of giving grace, oh my gosh, this reminds me of a story that I still like. I feel like if there's a story that, <laughs> like your biggest grace story that you've lived through, which there are many, but it's the one in Peru with the little kid at the restaurant. Oh. That one, I just, you got to share with oh, the people wow. because I, it, it's just, I'm going to let you take it away. Okay, so I was staying in a little town, a little fishing town, uh, San Bartolo, and uh, I went solo to Peru. This was 20 years ago. And I would go in the morning, I'd surf in the little cove there. In the afternoon, I'd walk the market. And at night, I'd go to the, they have like the little restaurants. Well, the restaurants were like a dirt floor. <laughs> they had a little tent. Their oven was literally a 55-gallon uh, gas drum that was cut in half. And they, mm -hmm. they had the carbon, and they had the wire. And they would take the palm leaf to keep the flies off because it's, it's open air. It's real. It's what I, I love. So I remember sitting down. There was a little family. So it was the dad that was the cook and the mom that helped the cook also, the two. The daughter was like the waitress, and the little son that was oh, maybe six years old, he would keep the fire going. Yeah. You know, and had the palm front. So I ordered, I remember I ordered anticuchos to get started, mm -hmm. and I saw them put it on, and I, the little boy was fanning it. <clears throat> but he'd keep the fire going, and and then my my uh, I had uh, Papuan Caina, and then uh, Lomo Santaro. <laughs> but I remember the anticuchos like entree came. I mean, was a hors d'oeuvre came a little earlier, and I bit it, mm. and it didn't taste like any anticuchos I've ever had in my life. So I think, well, maybe it's a family recipe. It's a different <laughs> marinade. So I bit a second one. And immediately, my insides started, like, bubbling. Mm. Like, so I went running as fast as I could to my room, yeah. which is, like, this little room the side of the cliff there. <laughs> and I was, it was coming out both yeah. ends. Like, yeah. I was, my system was trying to reject this, yeah. this uh, beef heart. Yeah. Big time. Mm -hmm. And then... The whole time I'm thinking, how could, it's not that the, the meat was old or anything. And I remember the little boy, mm. every once in a while, would take the kerosene can mm. and he would squirt the carbon, which makes sense. Keep, keep it yeah. going. So what had happened is they put the anticuchos, the meat on the grill, mm -hmm. and the little boy came behind him and 
marinated my meat <laughs> with kerosene, which is gasoline. So oh, I, <clears throat> I had to shower, change, change my clothes, and I went back. I went to the same table. Now, I think how many people would have done what I did? So I'm thinking, if I'm like most people, voice, the little boy, it's going to be traumatic on him. Mm. It's, 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 he'll probably remember that day for the rest of his life. And not a good way. Someone like say, well, no, no. I knew his dad was probably discerning, like, why would he jump up all of a sudden, go, go, thinking, okay, something he ate just was totally wrong. Yeah. So I sat down. I ordered another cerveza. <laughs> I didn't have any more intercuchos. Bring me the other food, mm-hmm. please. And you could see they were looking at me like, like almost defensively, like, no, no, cheers. And they were like, so I got done. I thanked them for the meal. The little boy, high five. Well, what happened was word got around that little village. Mm. What happened? Word got around. Here's this gringo. You know, doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> but I think I was a blessing to that family and that boy that died. I remember when Lucha went to pick us up, and he's uh, my brother-in-law. And they picked me up after I was there for 10 days. And the people in the town were like, <laughs> and Lucha like, told his driver, like, see what they want. So maybe 100 people come out from the tents. They had the produce market, the little hardware store, they all start going, gringo loco, gringo loco. And Lucho was like, oh, my God, David, I, you can tell me the story later. But if you ran for mayor, you'd win mayor of, of, of San Bartolo. Wow. And he says, you connected. I've never seen anything like this. Wow. But it's the grace that I gave the dad. The dad could take care of the little boy yeah. because there was no malice. He made a mistake. So I handle it in a way that today I'm proud. Instead of venting like a lot of people may have Mm -hmm. and feel good for a moment, Mm -hmm. but then for the rest of your life, you regret. Mm -hmm. I think at any time I could go back to that town and be welcomed. Yeah. Because of how I treat it in adversity. That's where your true colors come through. Come on. Not when everything's going smooth. What happens when your friend needs you and it's an inconvenience? Mm. And you tell them you're going to be there. Then all of a sudden something you think is better comes up. No. Be there for your friends. You be there unconditionally for your friends. If you say you're going to do something, unless it's illegal or immoral, you do it. Don't back down. Man up. Woman up. And you know what? When you have a chance to help someone... Unless it puts your life in jeopardy, help that person. Mm. It's a game changer. It's a life changer. I think it's what God and Jesus would want. Amen. Papa Hing preaching out here. Let's go. Wow, Dad. You just, you gave it to the people. And it's, just 
it's it's a blessing to be on here. Um, also, I know we're getting toward the end. I want to give a, a big shout out to Olimpo, who has been so instrumental in doing the pods and, and now the vids. He is the superstar of Vertical and Vertical Church and hanging out with him in Batankia doing mission trips. Uh, I love you, brother. Yes, Olimpo. So y'all don't see Oli, but he is behind the camera doing his thing and has been literally like a huge help when it comes to all technical things of the pod. So shout out Oli. We heart you. We heart you. And um, yeah, so dad, this is the final. This is the finale of season three of the pod. This is your third time being on. So I know I've asked this question before. You know the question and you've answered it two different times, but I want to know your third answer and that is if you knew then what you know now what would you tell your younger self don't doubt yourself so much and I would say that would be the third in line there are times when I was younger and maybe I didn't get a good grade on a test or something and I'm thinking I'm not smart enough to to amount to anything and you that's so untrue. You learn what I've learned as you become older, you become a little bit wiser. And you learn the importance of learning is you learn from your mistakes, not by memorizing a book and then reciting something and you really haven't learned anything from the book mm, yeah. besides being a computer that can recite things back. Yeah. So please, don't be too hard on yourself. Because when you do, then you're going to stop trying new things. You're going to say, I'm not good enough mm. or I'm not smart enough. Mm -hmm. No, what's not smart is not believing in yourself when you're young and not saying it's okay to make a mistake as long as you learn from it and become a little better and a little better adapted to going forward from those mistakes. Yeah. The true leaders of the world make multiple mistakes all the time but you know what people love in leaders people that take ownership yeah take ownership things go wrong take it for the team when things go right give grace to your family and your friends mm. and i won't end it on that and thank you so much all of y'all it's been a blessing to be on here we love you guys and this is like you may have heard the grand finale for season three. It's been such an amazing season. So many amazing conversations we've had on a various amount of topics. Y'all, I love getting to have these candid combos with people, sharing it with you guys, hearing your feedback. It literally means the world. I'm just knowing that one conversation can impact just one person. So with that being said, season four will be coming on September 6th, Monday, September 6th. And until then, y'all can check out any previous episodes uh, to catch up. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your month coming up and I will see you guys on September 6th. Peace.